Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Taylor. Hey, Mel. <laughs> so, <laughs> a pet owner uh-huh. says to the vet, every time a bell rings, my dog goes and sits in the corner. Yep. <laughs> And you want to know what the vet said? What? That's perfectly normal. He's a boxer. Ding, ding, ding. (sighs) (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Bork, bork, hello. Bork, bork, hello. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Welcome back. I'm so glad I'm here with my quality jokes that you'll appreciate. I don't like that one. Rude. I think it's pretty great. That's fine. And on this dog joke website, all of the other ones are really inappropriate. Um, oh, so this I'm one's actually really them. great. Okay, I'm glad. Thanks for choosing appropriate jokes. Your well, uh, uh, appropriate jokes. That's not I'm Taylor and I'm here with my <laughs> co-host Mel and I have a story. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's do it. Tell us your story. <sighs> That's for deja vu. Woman creates dog hospice. Make sure their final days are the best days. Oh. Cute, right? That's really cute. It's also really, a bit sad. It's also a really recent story. It's like from two weeks ago. Oh, how good. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, so they, they have a little preface that's like, dogs can give unconditional love. These amazing creatures define friendship and loyalty better than humans. Whoa. In case you didn't know. That just makes me that just makes me think of dogs like writing dictionaries and they're like, We are infinitely better. Here is the definition. Friendship. Mm. <laughs> Picture of us. <laughs> yeah, you tell them doggos. Um, they provide joy and love and deserve the same. Yes. Yet when they get old or sick, many of their owners leave them in animal shelters to be euthanized or die alone, and some even kick their pets out onto the streets. Oof. That's not nice. No. I wouldn't do that. But anyway, people mm. do it. Um, American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals reports that about 2.6 million dogs and cats are euthanized by animal shelters across the US in 2011. Um, this number has been decreased in recent years, which Ooh. is good, to 1.5 million. But we could definitely do better. Do better. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> Fortunately, there are still people who cannot stand such cruelty. And one of these, 46-year-old Nicola Coyle, decided to set up a hospice in her home and cater for sick and abandoned dogs. Just in her own home? Yeah. I love that. The retired nurse (laughs) goes to shelters, pounds and other charities and rescues dogs that are either too old or too sick and are given no more than six months to live. Oh, babies. So the Grey Muzzle Canine Hospice Project has been running out of her home for several years now and last year she made it an official project. Grey Muzzle. Yes. That's cute as heck. I also don't know what makes it an official project. She, (laughs) maybe she got like an ABN. This is American, (laughs) isn't it? (laughs) 
But maybe. A, no, it's English actually. Oh, she's right, like yeah. sitting in England and she's like, if I get an Australian business number, <laughs> then we'll be legit. <laughs> With the help of her children, she takes in two dogs at a time and loves them and cares for them like no one before. The dogs get attention, cuddles and ruffles roll. Ruffles roll? Is that one word? No, it's two words. Oh. Ruffles roll. And that's I the end of the sentence? No, no, no. Oh, okay. The dogs get attention cuddles and ruffles roll all day long. But ruffles. I don't know what that means. You know what that that image is? What? It's her sewing like Elizabethan <laughs> collars for the dogs. <laughs> that's what that is. It's Amazing. ruffles. <laughs> it's just ruffles. And receive ice cream muzzles. Again, ice really- cream muzzles? I, I, all I can picture is like a muzzle, but you stuff it with ice cream first <laughs> and then you put it on their dog. So they're just like... <laughs> Like in their muzzle. That's got to be what that is. Yeah. Doggy Tree's <laughs> pub outing steak dinners birthday party. Pub outings? Yes. Down in the pub. Oh, they're not Australian. But if they were. Pub. Pop. You go to the pub. To the pub? Yeah. Would you say to the pop? I, I'm a teacher and like I have pub. I have one student who every time we have a lesson says, I go, what are we going to do today? And he goes, pub. Great. And I'm like, Comedy. Comedy. Love that. I'm like, no. Because <laughs> I don't teach pub. Um, Nicola claims she enjoys every single moment even though it is an utterly heartbreaking job she makes sure the dogs spend their final days weeks or months with the love they deserve Mm. each of these dogs has a different story but Nicole believes most of the dying dogs are abandoned by owners unwilling to pay for expensive vet bills or are working dogs no longer considered useful that's upsetting right when you retire and they're just like bye yeah Bye. She spends about 500 pounds on each dog from her savings and funds raised from donations to her project, which cover the medical bills, bucket lists, and transportation of the dogs to her home, as well as parties, treats, outings, and accessories. Oh, hey, Nix. Nix has joined us at the table. What's going on, Nix? We think it's important to have various perspectives on the matter, (laughs) Um, and a cat's perspective is really important. It's really... Don't you (laughs) yawn at me. This is a good story. Rude. (laughs) Okay, this is the bit I get a little bit about. Oh, Okay. When the dogs die, she buries them in her backyard garden or has them cremated. Oh. She says she has 20 dogs buried in her garden, Ooh. as well as her parents' garden, Ooh. and some of them are cremated. Oh, that's a bit weird, it's isn't it? A big old dog grave. A little bit creepy. Yeah. Do you reckon she gets haunted? What? Do you reckon there are dog ghosts? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's all I needed to know. Confirmed. Continue. Illuminati <laughs> As she does not know their birthday, she makes sure every dog has a birthday party in her home. She takes them for a day at the seaside. They get fish and chips on the beach and mm-hmm. ice cream. Mm-hmm. She also takes them to the pub and they get a steak dinner too. Her children, Harry and Olivia, 14 and 15, along with her friend Lisa, are her greatest support as she gets emotional every time a dog leaves her. You definitely meant human children, but I definitely just assumed... They were also dogs. Yeah. Yeah, she had like little tiny puppies running yeah. around. But then like really old sick Aww. dogs as well. Uh, yeah, so saying goodbye to a dog can be a heartbreaking experience not everyone can handle, but this woman has decided to go through it all numerous times just to make sure the abandoned dogs spend their final days living life to the fullest. She has a really big heart. Yeah. I hope those dogs are happy. And purse. And yeah, good on her. Also donations. Donations are good. Donations are good. Um, We'll link below to the article, which has a link also to the project on Facebook, or you can search Grey Muzzle Hospice, uh, Grey Muzzle Canine Hospice. 
Hash bash. That was rude, honey. <laughs> Project. And I, I'm sure you'll find them. They're based in England. Check them out. That's my story. You're I like it. It's a good story. Thank you. I worked really hard on it. Just kidding. Oh, I was invested. Producer Zane found it. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I was invested and I can't think of a fire segue. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so. Dogs, right? Am I right? Oh. <laughs> Hang Mel on, pressed on. the button and nothing the sound, happened. The sound she probably blew up a car park wait, wait, wait. Like, <laughs> ages away. Uh, let's try it that again. Dogs, am, am I, am I, I right? right? Yeah, I didn't say that wasn't one. And um, okay, cool. <laughs> so uh, I got a dog feed today. Yay! What breed? It's called the Moody. A what? Moody. Like double O? Like when I'm feeling sad and angry, I get moody? Um, no. Oh. But yeah. that's how it's pronounced, yeah. <laughs> um, M-U-D-I. Okay. If you sure. It's a little spitzy looking thing. So it's like tiny Oi. and fluffy and it's got pointy ears. I'm so sorry, but the first one that appears on Google is really ugly. Oh, how dare you? Hang on. Hold for quick Google search. He looks like he's wearing a feather boa and then like he tried to do his makeup but it just splattered all over his face. Aww. I like him. The, the next he's one over cute. is cute. But the, I don't like that guy. So they're traditionally, not traditionally, they're, it seems like most of them are just completely black. Pretty much. Um, they're, they're so cute. They're oh, fluffy. Oh, a white one. Yeah, and there's a couple of white ones. There's a couple like chocolatey ones but I don't know if they're actual moodies. And then a lot of them that pop up on Google Images are like gray white spattered with black which is what taylor was talking about with the feather boa check it out do a google search the moody you won't regret it uh it's a medium-sized yeah, you might regret hey hey he heckin adorable no regrets um the akc says it's a medium-sized herding dog but some of these other articles are just like it's miscellaneous it's a miscellaneous breed um uh, yeah, from Hungary. Apparently has been in existence since the 19th century, but it's it's hard to trace the origins of the breed because apparently it wasn't intentionally bred. It just kind of happened. <laughs> Some of those are a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. they're cute though. Um, it said the... Oh, this is cool and also weird. Um, said that the Moody evolved naturally. Evolved naturally. That's just not true, is it? I just don't believe that. Um, from crosses of the pulley. Mm-hmm. Which you we can't know. really tell. We know the we know. Well, the, the I guess the curl in its hair would be suggestive of pulley. Sure. Um, the pumi, which I, I have no idea what that is, P-U-M-I, um, and German spitz breeds. So where does it get moody from? <gasps> Look I, at the pumi! Oh, you should have done pumi instead. <laughs> How it looks dare like a tiny teddy bear. All right, oh hang my God. on. Pumis are really cute. Hold for Google search. Is it P-U-M-I? Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, just, that's just a teddy bear. They look like schnauzers, but more teddy bear. Like they're shorter so snouts. They're heckin' cute. Yeah, okay, they're real cute. We're going to talk about one of those in a different episode. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's you. That's next. Um, but today, the Moody is very rare, uh, but they say it's active, intelligent, and see, this is this is weird. Biddable, a biddable working breed. Like biddable, like place a bid. Biddable working breed. I'm not really sure what you're saying right now. Neither, but I like how biddable comes out of my mouth. Say biddable. Biddable. 
That's fun, right? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> um, super cute. So, yeah, Spitzy. It's got like these pointy triangle ears. It's got like, a little snout. Schnout is what I was going to say. Um, and then I ended up saying it anyway. So, With you're a German welcome. Accent. Schnout. Um, it can also be called the Hungarian Moody because it is Hungarian. Oh, that makes sense. Um, or Canis or Villis Fenyesi. If you okay. want some Latin in there, that doesn't sound Latin, but you know. Uh, I like that the description says it has a wedged or a wedge-shaped head. Makes me think of wedges that you just get in a restaurant. So it's like a snack. I don't know that everybody <laughs> has wedges. Are wedges a universal thing, Producer Zane? Wedges are like really thick potato chips. Producer Zane doesn't know. <laughs> They're just like, it's basically like you just cut a potato into like quarters and then you eat it. Yeah, and, and then like fry it. it. Yeah. So it's like no, you eat it and then you fry it. <laughs> mm, delicious. And then you serve it. I don't know. I feel like you can't get wedges like in America. I have no idea about England. Oh, that's really true. I feel like I I've never no had idea. wedges in America. Oh, well, you guys, it's a wedge-shaped dog. But just like Google it or check out our show notes. Oh, man. Do I have to do show notes this week? Yeah, you do. Okay. You know it. Um, I also like that this description of it says it has a deep thorax. Um so, you know, oh, do with that what you will. Deep thorax. Um, oh, this is cool. There's also a very rare color. So they're, they're normally uh, black, white. You get some red, some brown, gray, bread pale, bread pale, um, and fallow. But then there's also a really rare color. Again, you're just saying words and I'm really <laughs> not following. Bread pale. I assume it's pale as bread. It's kind of rude, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't think bread has a particular desire to be tan, but okay. But like, there's lots of different types of bread. Anyway, <laughs> uh, there's a very rare color called Sifra or Chifra, which is blue merle, which is dark or light gray and mixed with a black spotted striped stained marbled color, which is that one that we were talking about before. But apparently the potential coat colors are actually limitless with this breed. So cool <laughs> um the few owners who employ and favor the moody find him incomparable that's precious i find comparable inco- yeah that too sorry and fastest um it wasn't i appreciate that you know what it's constructive criticism. it's just like one of those things that my dad always did and so now i just always do it i'm like you, you said it incorrectly i have to fix it i did just say incomparable <laughs> incomparable um, his seemingly unending list of talents combined with his pleasant disposition makes him a top dog among canines. He's pretty cute, really. He's so cute. Apparently highly intelligent. They can learn They're as quickly. All highly intelligent. Show me a dumb dog. I'll wait. That's true. I Staffies are really precious and can be also really dumb. Yeah, they're pretty goofy looking. I they? love them so much. They have so much love to give. Um, but not not necessarily the smart but that's the same with any dog. Not necessarily the smartest dog individually. But the breed, the Moody breed is apparently very intelligent. Um, and this is weird. They can learn as quickly as a Border Collie or even faster. So I feel like that's a weird comparison. Uh, border Collie is pretty clever. If Justin was here, I'd ask him whether He's he thought Border on. Collies are the smartest. Anyway. Save it for next time. Oh, also apparently they're extremely powerful, which they don't look at because they're this tiny spits. But extremely powerful. Spits. 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 Biddable. Sitting in my headphones. <laughs> um, Biddable. Apparently, the Moody is afraid of nothing, not even wild boar, which it can overpower quickly. It Wait, makes every single Moody, if you confront it with a wild boar, is going to be like, whatever. Yep, it's just going to rip its throat out. 
<laughs> don't know if I can uh, pay that, but okay. Um, so they get to about 14 to 20 inches tall, which is about 38 to 47 centimeters. And they weigh about 18 to 29 pounds, which is 8 to 13 kilos. They're small They're dogs. Little. Yeah. yeah. Um, pretty healthy. Some hip dysplasia, but not many. And they can live in apartments if it is sufficiently exercised, as with any dog. Um yeah, exercise it. It's very active. It's very clever. They live about 13 to 14 years. Um, pretty easy to groom because they have this like straight kind of wavy looking coat. Straight um, wavy. Mostly straight, kind of wavy. That's what I was going for. <laughs> I love a straight wavy coat. A straight. <laughs> An oxymoron dog. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty friendly. You got a three out of five stars from uh, Old Mate Dog Time. Um, that's nice, but like super easy to train and super good for apartment living. Anyway, that's the Moody. They hella cute. Oh, is that the end? That's it. Yeah, oh, okay. I don't know what else can I say about the Moody. They're just really cute. They look like tiny German shepherds. I think that's what a Spitz is. Is a tiny German shepherd. I'm a professional. I know. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Works at the RSPCA once. <laughs> Uh yeah, that's that's it for me. <laughs> okay, cool. I like the Moody. They're real cute. I don't, I don't know that I've ever seen them here. I've seen similar looking dogs, but only because they're, you guessed it, spits. <laughs> okay, now I'm gonna move on. <laughs> Do All you right. have a tip and or trick for yeah. us today? My mum is oh. obsessed with essential oils. Love that. Me too. You are also so obsessed yeah. with essential oils. But she. <laughs> She likes to kind of like, if you have a problem, she'll just sort of be like, oh, I have an oil that's going to help with that. Like, it doesn't love matter that. what it is. It could be like, oh, I'm just worried about my math exam. She's like, I have an oil that's going to help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. She's just like very into it. Anyway, so, but a lot of the people that she gives um, oils to have like pets. So I just wanted to do a little bit on... Um, essential oils and how whether they're safe for dogs or not oh cool super interesting so i found an article on the american kennel club website Mm -hmm. um about are they good for pets and what are the risks basically so preliminary research suggests that potent oils may have some health benefits for dogs um, and many holistic veterinarians incorporate essential oils into their practices. Uh, though a large body of scientific evidence does not yet exist about whether or not essential oils are effective at treating a number of illnesses in dogs, many owners are willing to try using oils to help provide... Prov- Sorry, I died in the middle of that sentence. Many owners <laughs> are willing back. to try using oils to help with a wide range of conditions from anxiety and skin problems to flea and tick prevention. Hmm. So... It's easy to confuse the word natural with safe. Yeah, like Ooh, a lot of yeah. people, if we're saying natural oils, yeah. everyone goes, oh, well, it's produced in nature, so it must be safe. That's a fair call. That doesn't mean that a dog in the wild is going to come across a diffuser with a bunch of essential <laughs> oils in it. It's just like not how it works. Because we use, when we have natural oils, it's a concentrate. Yeah, Like fair it's call. not the oil as it would come. Like lavender oil isn't like just a little tiny bit of, the oil that comes from lavender is yeah. like a concentrated version yeah, of yeah. oil. Um, essential oils are potent substances that can pose risks when used improperly. So if you've ever used them yourself, you'll know how much of a difference a few drops can make. Yeah. And it's true. If you put a couple of drops in a diffuser, 
the, it can change the air in a matter of minutes. Yeah, fills like the room. Potent. Yeah, absolutely. So applying oils topically can be irritating to your skin, mm-hmm. yours and your dog's. This is counterproductive for treating skin t- conditions and can add to your dog's discomfort. Yeah. Therefore, without professional guidance, it's best to avoid using essential oils topically or directly on your dog. Always consult your vet. Absolutely. So do not take your essential oils and go, oh my God, my aunt's grandmother's daughter said that they would still be related to you. That might be your mum. My aunt's grandmother's daughter. Yeah, it might be your mum. Oh no, it might be your great aunt. I don't know. I've confused myself now. Anyway, just because someone says, you know what? If you take this tangerine oil and apply it to your dog's skin... They're going to heal right up. You're most likely going to make it worse. So make sure you talk to a vet or someone professional first. Um, AKC recommends looking for expertly formulated products that incorporate dog safe essential oils in, in a kind of like a topical cream or something like that cool. rather than straight up oils. Yeah. Because that's going to be too potent. Too potent. Um, the chemicals and essential oils are rapidly absorbed into the system, whether received orally, through the skin, um, and metabolized by your liver. Therefore, using essential oils can be problematic for puppies and young dogs, dogs with liver disease, mm-hmm. or elderly dogs. Yeah, that makes so sense. if you're trying to give it to them, like orally, like if you put it in their water, you know, like some people drop. Is essential, that a thing? Well, some people drop essential oils into their water. Ooh. So you put a little bit of lemon in your water, lemon oil, or you know, different just get kinds a of oils. lemon. Just get a it's lavender and get stick it in the water. Lavender, <laughs> one lavender, and you're wet there, and they drink it. So I can very easily see someone going, "Oh, I'll just put a drop of lemon oil." in my dog's water bowl and they'll be more relaxed or whatever. Weird, weird. Don't do that. No. Uh-uh. Um, because their liver is going to have to process that, especially if you have a young dog or an older dog. Or a dog or struggling a, with its liver. Yeah, yeah. they're not going to process that very well. Um, if your pup can reach the essential oil you put on them and lick it off, it e- can result in gastrointestinal upset. No. Which is pretty much anywhere. Like, be real. There's not very many places on a dog you can put something that they can't get to with their mouth, except maybe, like, the top of their neck. Or, like, the very top of their butt. Mm, if they can't twist the around all the way. Yeah. Yes. Um, never leave essential oils in or bottles in a place where your dog or pets or children can get them. If your dog does ingest oils, go to a vet. To the vet, to the vet. Or ring poison control, that kind of stuff. Ah. Um, make sure you deal with that immediately because they are not meant to consume that kind of potency. PSA, please don't uh, poison your dog. That's a fun thing to, to do is yeah, to not poison your dogs. dog. Um, dogs' noses are much more powerful than ours. Same with cats. Powerful. Also, my sister has a very cute cat, um, mm. but she <laughs> – idiot. I love my sister, but she put <laughs> too much lavender oil in her diffuser and oh, her no. cat, instead of being relaxed, was like oh, frenzied. freaked out. Because it was just way too strong for the cat's nose. Oh, no, poor so thing. they're much more powerful. So placing a few drops of lavender on their bedding could help calm them or it could make them really stressed out. Yeah. So improperly used oils can also lead to changes in behavior. It can affect their nervous system, their respiratory system, all of which can be serious. Mm. That can really affect your dog. Yeah. I mean, we think about ourselves, if something's a bit affected day to day, we kind of push past it. Mm. For a dog, this is how everything works for them is their whole life. So yeah. you don't want to mess with the balance of their health. Um, this includes... 
Um, oh, some essential oils are just straight up poisonous. Oh. So cinnamon, citrus, of course. penny royal, peppermint, pine, sweet birch, tea tree, or some people call it melaleuca, wintergreen, and ylang ylang. Oh, that's good to know. All are poisonous. Yeah. Yeah. So these oils are toxic, ingested by mouth or spread on the skin. Stay you away from that. Though, don't, you know, if you read about peppermint being, you know, calming or, or health inducing or whatever, uh-uh, not mm-hmm. for your dog. It's going to be, you know, make them much worse. Um, there's this also- is all, this is all applying directly to the dog or like giving it in this its is, mouth. It's not like yeah. I'm diffusing it in my house and the dog will get sick. Yes. This is all for, if you're going to give it straight to them, put it on their bedding, put it on their skin. Gotcha. Having said that, when you have a pet, and I'm not a professional. I always use less. Yeah. You want to diffuse a less potent amount if yes. your dog is in the room or in the house because, like we said, their nose so is much, much more stronger. sensitive. Yeah. And if you're diffusing really potent stuff or even something that might be poisonous, mm. it's just going to affect them badly. Yeah, yeah. So just always take care, especially when using the poisonous ones or using a really heavy amount of oils, you want to take care that it's not going to affect your dog's health or behavior. I think um, that's a fair call. So kind of look it up before you do that. Yeah. There's also a little bit about um, natural flea and tick preventatives. Mm. There's a real lack of data supporting the way that okay. oils work with that. Yeah. So you're better off using, you know, going to your vet, getting a, a medicated flea or tick preventative or whatever mm, it is. The and, treatment. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, the AKC sums it up by saying, look, if you want to use essential oils, talk to your vet. You're better off going to the vet, knowing especially your dog and your breed of dog and being able to say which oils are potentially harmful. And then they'll also be able to provide you with the information about the best carrier oils to properly dilute essential oils and, and the dosage is there, which is kind of what I said yeah. before, is that you don't want to be real. Some people go really heck like extra on the oils. Mm. They go six, seven, eight, nine drops. Ah. Um, ah. Especially if you have a pet, you should only be doing two or three yeah. max. Would be my understanding. Again, hmm. talk to your vet, get some recommendations from them. Um, I just thought, I know my mom's really big on the oils, which mm. is great. They're yeah, really, they love, are really good for you. Love essential oils. Um, but while they are a little bit of a trend at the moment, um, do go check it out, especially if you have any pets that may be affected mm. or children also. Take caution. Take caution around your your tiny loved ones. Tiny loved ones. My friend has a <laughs> turtle. I wonder if they affect turtles. Ah, I don't know much about turtles' noses. They're, 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 they're powerful. Bubbles has a really hectic nose. It's got like really – he has like really big nostrils and they flare when he's cranky at you. <laughs> oh, cranky turtle. Obnoxious turtle. I like turtles, <laughs> but this is an obnoxious turtle. <laughs> anyway, shout out to my friend uh, Georgia who runs Golden Girl Kaya on yeah. Instagram with her golden retriever. Yeah, you can get some uh, sick discounts there if you follow their page. So Heck yeah, check them out. Check that out. Uh, while you're there, check us out. We're oh, on- oh, are you ready? Are you ready? Ah! Five, nice. Uh, we are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Fliff and Papa Podcast, F L O F and Papair, P U P E R. Um, Mel's, Mel's picked up a game again. She started posting. I posted one She's, photo, uh, you guys, because yeah, you I've started she volunteering. Started yeah, started volunteering at the RSPCA. So she's meeting all kinds of cute fluffies, especially if you're in the market to adopt. Mel's like up close mm-hmm. and personal with some of the things you can yeah. adopt there. So um, keep your eyes posted, especially if you're local to us. 
um, we've got some cool. Or if you just like cute puppies, because that's what she's oh looking man, at. Oh man, yeah, there. that's it. Uh, thanks to that's not canon. Thank you for hosting and uh, showing us how to press record. Because uh, sometimes it's hard to do. You know how Taylor had that deja vu moment at the start of the episode. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we were recording this episode for about ten minutes without actually recording. I pressed all the right buttons in theory and yet <laughs> and then producer Zane just walks over and shakes his head and we're like damn it oh for heck's <sighs> sake anyway so if you made it all the way to the end of the episode you you get that little fun fact little tidbit tidbit for you okay I'm done thanks for tuning in you guys thanks guys we'll see you next week with another brand new episode pet a lot of dogs love a lot of creatures is this a new catchphrase? Nah. Nah, book, book, goodbye. Book, book, goodbye. Hello and welcome to the promo for our new podcast, New Sense, the podcast about making sense of the news. My name is Harry George Wallace and I am the host and producer of this podcast and today for the first ever time I am joined by my dear friend, compatriot and co-host Christopher Martin-Payton. Hello, that is I. Uh, My relationship with the news is a lot like my relationship with my grandfather, dead. (laughs) And that is why Chris is here to make witticisms and ask questions. That is his entire job. (laughs) That's that's me. That's what I'm going to try and do anyway. I am here to inform and talk about politics and news and other things that sound absolutely fundamentally boring. (laughs) We live in a country that has failed to educate us in how it runs current events outside our scope of experience or basically anything important about having an influence on the world outside your door. Mm. And we wanted to try and remedy that situation with a bit of humour and perspective of two 20-somethings who don't really know what they're doing (laughs) with their lives. We thought it's all so complex, screw it, let's just try and make it a bit silly. We're so, so excited to be here and we hope you can join us for our first podcast releasing in a few weeks. Thank you so much and we look forward to having you on this roller coaster with us. We'll see you then. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 